This podcast covers mature, intense, morbid, and sometimes just scary stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Today, we talk with a real-life paranormal investigator who's no stranger to unique hauntings. Welcome to 30 Morbid Minutes. This is the podcast where we cover people, places, topics, things of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. And we're so excited because today we have a guest. And I think that's become our favorite thing now when we have a guest. No, it is because I I love listening to people's stories and especially this guest is going to be a oh fun my ride. Gosh. Yes. And I don't mean that with a lot of pressure, but this guest is so interesting, has such an eclectic and diverse experience and career within the paranormal that I'm just excited to hear what Mm -hmm. they have to say. Joining us today is Sapphire Sandalo, who is a podcaster, occultist, and paranormal researcher and historian. Sapphire is the host and producer of an award-winning podcast called Stories with Sapphire, and she has brought her investigation skills to Discovery Plus show Ghost Town Terror. And her knowledge about spirits to the Travel Channel's paranormal caught on camera and paranormal night shift. She is a proud pansexual Filipino-American as well. And who works to bring more empathy and representation of marginalized groups to the paranormal and horror communities. Welcome to the podcast, Sapphire. Hello. Damn, that's such a great bio. God, I'm just like, it's just so beefy. <laughs> and you, Damn. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And like, I listened to your podcast and started watching Ghost Town Terror. And I'm like, I feel like I need a ton of time to catch up on everything that you do because you've done oh, so much. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so yeah. much. I really appreciate that. No, you're welcome. And <laughs> so something that like when we were talking about getting you on the podcast, because you I think of you as a paranormal investigator, but I think you do so much because you are so in tune with the spirit world Mm -hmm. because you are also someone who practices the occult and practices magic. And I need to know because I feel very out of touch with this topic, but are magic and the occult the same thing? So occultism sort of is an umbrella term for everything that exists beyond the, I don't know what, what I would not mainstream, but like everything like that's on the fringe Um, and magic falls underneath that. So like they're similar, but magic is like just a category underneath occultism. That's I. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. So what would be other things that fall under the occult then? Um, So different types of so like witchcraft and Wicca, that would be like a separate thing. Um, Chaos magic. Uh, let's see. Okay, so occult is kind of like the banner for these different disciplines. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Cool. And, and so, I mean, we have so many questions, but I guess we kind of got to start at the beginning, right? Yeah, there. this this <laughs> this is a question. Um, so I love to ask questions. I'm so curious about different people and their stories and their, their, their backstory, their upbringing, everything about them. I just like l- love to hear about other people's life experiences and stories. So I have... This one um, that I actually, you know, of course, I listened to your podcast and and watched uh, an episode of your show that I'm going to continue watching because it was freaking fantastic. And one of the best paranormal shows I have seen, actually. Um, Oh, yeah. Thank you. But this question, because I I actually don't know, did something happen to you like early in your life that piqued your curiosity with the paranormal? Did 
was it always something that you kind of like instinctually felt inside of you or did something happen that kind of like led to your career and your life basically? Um, so as a kid, so I grew up in a Filipino family and my grandpa had just a bunch of really amazing stories of when he was younger and lived in the Philippines. And so that was sort of my introduction to folklore, mythology, and just the paranormal in general. And because it was my grandpa telling me these stories, I wholeheartedly believed them or believed these stories. And then everyone else in my family also had stories too. Like it felt like every other week uh, something crazy happened and it just was very normalized in my family. And as a kid, I was like, wait, but why am I not experiencing these things? And I mean, I, I was also kind of grateful I wasn't because I was like very much a scaredy cat as a kid. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, like I couldn't go to like a section of the house like by myself. I needed my parents to like come with me and they were always like making fun of me. And looking back on it, I'm like, did I actually like sense something there? And they were Ooh. like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. um, so there wasn't really like a, a concrete moment that I that happened when I was younger. Um, I feel like a lot of people who are interested in the paranormal, they have like an experience that they've always tried to explain like that. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> and I think part of it is because I mean, I know now looking back, I was just so protected by my ancestors and my guides. And they were like, no, 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 no. Safra can't handle this right now. Let's wait until she's like older um, to give her an experience. Um, and then that's what happened. Like a couple years ago, uh, my grandfather, the same grandfather who shared those uh -huh. stories with me, um, he passed in 2020 and something kind of clicked in me where I was like, oh, I think I'm ready to communicate with ghosts because if my grandfather is dead they're like I want to communicate with him it was like that wow yeah and so I just <laughs> okay so this runs in the family this is a family situation here then yes mm -hmm. but but hey for a second there I do like the idea of your parents mocking you because they're like oh we've got to go around the house with sapphire but then meanwhile they're telling you all these <laughs> yeah. scary stories and folklore and stuff I know right like make up your mind <laughs> 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 That's fascinating. It sounds like your relation, like part of your relationship was built on this folklore. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like I, you know, I mean, like most second generation uh, Asian Americans, you know, my relationship with my parents has always been a little bit stressed. But now that I do this work, it's sort of like brought us closer together again, which is really interesting. That's, so that's great. I I do, they, that cool. do they watch and listen? <laughs> like, are they are they there listening to you do a podcast or talk about Filipino folklore? And they're like, no, 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 you got this. Part wrong. <laughs> they do, yes. like correcting you on oh, stuff. Oh, my fucking God. So like there's stories that I, I share about our family and podcasts all the time. And my mom listens to those. And she'll always like text me after and be like, actually, you got this detail wrong. You got this. Detail wrong. And I'm like, mother, no one's going to care about that tiny fucking detail. <laughs> mother, please oh god <laughs> would, would you ever bring your mom on the podcast <laughs> i actually she she makes a tiny appearance in i think the fourth episode of my podcast um and oh my gosh she was totally gaslighting me because like <laughs> i was telling this story okay so that episode the whole theme was about possession and so i talked about how my my what do you call it my introduction to the concept of demonic possession was because 
I remember it so clearly. My mother is like, you know why The Exorcist is considered the scariest movie of all time? It's because it can actually happen. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like eight. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, everything in that movie is possible. That's real. And so we want to hang out with your mom. (laughs) But but do you? (laughs) She sounds metal. Oh, my God. But it's so funny because it's like she's she's such a scaredy cat. And so we rented this movie and I I vividly remember my mother sitting in the room because she was giving us all this behind the scenes information while we were watching this movie. Um, And and I remember it so clearly. And I was like, okay, so I guess, you know, I I don't want to become possessed. I'll never touch a Ouija board. It really like affected me. And so I wanted to bring my mom ever since then. (laughs) But um, I like I wanted to bring my mom on the episode to like talk about that moment and like us watching the movie and I kid you not and this is in the episode if you listen to it you'd be like wow she's like really gaslighting you because she's literally like I've never seen that movie and I lose my oh shit my I was like what? mom are you fucking kidding me <laughs> I know that we saw this movie together do not lie to me and she's like I've never seen it I've never seen it and I'm just like oh my fucking god and her whole excuse for it or reasoning for saying that is because she's she's very catholic and she's like uh-huh. doesn't even want to doesn't even want to like admit that like she watched it or was near it because she doesn't want like those those energies like coming hey, towards I, her. And yeah. I'm like, mom, first of all, that's not yeah, how it works. Wow. <laughs> yes. And you remember if you've seen The Exorcist. You don't forget that experience. Right. I know. And I'm just like, I I can't. <laughs> I just like lost it. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> like, this is too much. I love wow. that so is much. Is she still I I assume Catholic. She's still she's very much Catholic. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um I might ask you some personal questions and feel free to be like, pass or like, don't want to answer oh, that. Oh, sure. I have two questions that have come up now. We have this whole damn doc and I knew this would happen, but like, at least you can rein me in. Number one, um, are you religious? And then number two, did you end up contacting your grandpa? Ooh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> those are, that's a lot of questions it, put together. I, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can feel free to pass if you want. I mean, uh, no, no, no. Um, the so I I was raised Catholic, but I never felt truly connected to the religion. Um, it always felt sexist mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know had a lot of issues. And um, I was always drawn to things that were more like occulty, so like witchcraft and magic. Um, and then what happened was, as I got older and I'm learning more about the history of the Philippines, I learned that like before the Philippines was. Uh, colonized by the Spanish and they, you know, turned everyone Mm -hmm. Catholic. Um, Like the Philippines, I think is, I want to say the most, has the largest Catholic population outside of the Vatican. I think I might be wrong. But um, before that, like everyone practiced witchcraft. It was like they practiced folk magic and shit. And I was just like, oh, that's why I feel so drawn to it. Because it seems like whatever their equivalent to like pagan, like Western paganism would be. Mm-hmm. Right. It was polytheistic. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the Philippines is made up of like over 7000 islands that all had their own individual cultures and then they were made into a country. So like it's it's very diverse. But for the most part, majority of those islands were all polytheistic, um, practice some type of folk magic, herbal magic. Um, and it just something clicked in me where I was just like, oh, that's why I feel so drawn to this, because this is literally in, in my blood, blood yep. in my yep. DNA. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was like a cool little realization okay. I had. And then what was the uh, Did you ever contact your grandpa? <laughs> OK, so let's see. 
where do I want? Okay. So he passed in July, 2020. Um, and then after that, I sort of went down this really intense rabbit hole of like, okay, I need to level up my, my spiritual abilities. Cause I want to be able to like talk to him. And I might've gone a little overboard cause I, I was like doing these like meditations every day. I bought these like charms from a witch online. It was like supposed to like help you open your third eye. Um, what else did I do? Oh yeah. And then I had like rituals done on me. And then there was, it kind of all culminated into this one night where I could not sleep. It, I was just like tossing and turning. I believe it was a full moon too. And I, I just could not go to sleep. But when I finally did, I, I found myself in this incredibly vivid dream where I was at my grandparents' house and everything looked exactly like it does in real life. It didn't look dream weird in any way. And so I'm there in the living room and I walk to the bathroom and I open the bathroom door and then so everything's different now. Like the ground is sand. There's like palm trees. There's it's like very strange so room. Are, are you freaking out or disoriented or are you just kind of going with it? Oh, I'm horrified. Like I, I have a okay. feeling that something really bad's about to happen. Um, and so I'm like walking through this room trying to figure out what's going on. And then I see in the corner... Um, there's like a naked woman face down on the ground and then like her black ha long hair sort of just like spilled out on the floor. And the second that I see her, I immediately start panicking. I'm just like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't want to know what happened. I don't want to know what happened here. And I start like backing out and I try to like get out of the room. And then like I, I eventually find the bathroom door. But then like as I wake up, I, oh my, okay. <laughs> I know for a fact I was awake. I, I know this was not just like, lingering not dreams sleep paralysis like, yes. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, like I was fully awake. And then I hear this woman humming above me in my room. But like I'm wearing an eye mask. So like I can't even if I open my eyes, I wouldn't be able to see her. But I didn't I just like laid there because I didn't want her to know that I was awake. And it just like went on long enough for me to like memorize the tune and I was just like, wait, what is happening? Like, why is there a woman in my room? And then like it stopped. And then I just like laid awake the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the oh scariest fucking thing that's ever happened. And so when the sun came up, I was just laying there and I was like, OK, I'm going to not mess with anything for a while because it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Oh, so did you did you feel like I've crossed some kind of barrier? I've gone a little bit too far but you're but not down the route you were hoping, which was to contact your grandfather. Yeah. And so like what I think happened was I was sort of doing all these things to connect to the other side, but like not in the proper way. Like if like looking back on it now, I'm like, shit, that's not <laughs> I was supposed to like make contact with him like at all. Yeah. Then what happened, like, instead mm -hmm. of like opening like like a little chute, you basically rolled up a garage door and said, like, come on. <laughs> yes, in. exactly. Like, and then this bitch, whoever she was, like <laughs> wandered into my dream and is like, hey, like, I, I don't know. But like I I mean, my theory is that I saw her death and she wanted me to see that, but like I don't know why. It's still a mystery. I'm still trying to figure out like who she was. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so then I took a break from doing anything for like a month. And then I was like, actually, that was kind of cool. Okay, I'm ready to, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. to get back into this shit. And then it was from there that like I realized, okay, so if I want to connect with my grandpa, I need to develop a relationship with him. It's not going to like come very quickly and easily like what I tried okay. to do. Um, and so like a lot of 
psychics and mediums will tell people that you usually want to wait at least six months after somebody dies before trying to contact them. Oh. And I don't know if you've heard that before. I haven't. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's probably like variations, but it's usually like six months. That's just interesting to me because I feel like and maybe I'm thinking through this completely wrong, but I would feel like, oh, you still you want to contact them while they're still maybe as close or as present to you as possible. Mm. So what is the do you know what the thinking is behind this wait six months? Yeah. So one of the reasons is that it's thought that like they're they're still going on this journey of like basically adjusting to this other side. Mm-hmm. And in those six months, you just may not be able to contact them because their their spirit is just kind of they're settling in around, doing stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's it's a big transition for them too. Um, but then my own personal theory also is that if you like the grief is still so fresh within those six months that even if you were to make contact, I don't think that it would be helpful because it will pull you back into the grief in a way that like if you am I explaining that right? Like, yeah, yeah no, I get it. It's like, is it that you need to kind of like come to some grounding before you can truly like your emotions are way too heightened. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. It's it's all yeah. kind of convoluted. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Um, Because like if you're still so fresh with grief and you do have some type of contact, like that could fucking break you. Oh, for sure. Because then you would, you know, you're like, no, like I want them to be back here. And then you might become addicted to the communication. So it's like you just and obviously, you know, it's not you're not saying that after six months you're over their death, like not at all. But you might you will be in a hopefully like a more processed or like you've processed it more in the yep. six months yep. than if you immediately try to make contact. Okay. So then, yeah. So like I, I waited and then um, I like made an ancestral altar. I put his, you know, picture. I would like kind of just talk to him. Um, but what's really, oh, 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 I know, I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm so jumbled in my memories right now. But um, I think it was a year later, a year after that. <gasps> no, 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 no. It wasn't wasn't that long after. No one can remember 2020. No, we cannot. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I just realized it's a blur. It was that year. (laughs) Uh Um, So a little bit after that dream that I had and then I was like, okay, let me just take a fucking step back and like chill. And I was um, interviewing somebody for my podcast and her name is Rani and she's amazing. She's a initiated priestess and a spiritual healer. And she's of she's also um, Cebuano. So she's also Filipino. So we share some ancestry. And after I interviewed her and after we stopped recording, she goes, oh, she's like, she's like, "Um, sorry, I just want to mention like throughout the interview, there was this like older man and he kept trying to pop in. No, and be be like, I just tell her that I'm here. Tell her I'm here. (gasps) And I. I got. Did, his, and, oh. Sorry, did she know that your grandfather had passed away? No, I didn't mention any of that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I just when she said that, I got this really warm feeling in my body, like I was being hugged, and it just felt so nice. And I just in that moment, I knew that she was being sincere, and it wasn't just you know her guessing that someone passed recently. And oh, sure. I was just like, oh my gosh. And um, what was so wild is that up until that point, I had never dreamed about my grandpa since he died and every like almost every single night before I went to bed I would be like grandpa come in my dream come in my dream Mm -hmm. because that is uh that's a 
kind of not easy, but it's like if you want to, you know, safe <laughs> way to communicate with spirits, like do it in your dream. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Like, yeah, so I was many- going to ask uh-huh. if like you were going to if your plan was I'm going to use a spirit board or how I'm going to do this, you know. Oh, yeah. No, just first. I First, I wanted to see if he would like show up in my dream, but he didn't. Up until the day that I spoke with Randy and she said she saw him that night, I had a dream where I was at a place where we used to go when we when he was still alive. And I remember in the dream seeing him standing there and going, oh, my God, Grandpa. And then <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. I love that. Yeah. It's like it was I mean, open I, or something like having you talk to her name. Randy, you said? Ranny. Ranny. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe it was, oh, that's, that's great. And that's really funny that you say that it's in a place that you have, um, you guys used to go to together. Cause my mom literally has this, has this pretty much same exact dream where she didn't get to say goodbye to my great grandmother before she passed. My mom had a dream about her in a grocery store that they would go to every Sunday to get their groceries. Oh, wow. And she was in the aisle and she's like, Hey, I was like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> Just saying bye <laughs> in our favorite grocery store. So wow. that's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Damn. Well, I'm glad you got to like say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. Like he had been like, we'd been, he'd been fading from dementia the last like 10 years of his life. So mm-hmm. the last time I even saw him, he sort of just like looked at me and like, screamed I guess not out of fear but just because he didn't really have Mm -hmm. anything else to say or so it's like I like my memory of him I like I don't know when he last like remembered me and so like when he showed up in the dream it almost felt like oh wow okay like we're I'm finally able to like see you and you see me in a way that like we haven't in like a decade if that makes sense. oh that's so heartwarming yeah I love that yeah did it feel like closure or like an opening for example, have did you have you dreamt about him since? I'm trying to remember. I actually don't think I don't think he's showed up since. And you know what's wild? So like for my my birthday this last year, so it was in September, two separate people gifted me <laughs> two separate sessions with two separate psychics. Um, <laughs> and both of them, so like I asked both of them if they like sensed any messages from my grandpa and they both said the same thing. They were like, I don't think that he wants to like communicate right now because he he thinks that it'll like hold you back. They both said the exact same thing. So I was like, that's kind of fucking weird. That's like interesting. They, yeah. So I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> but then there's other ancestors of mine that have started showing themselves a lot more, though, <gasps> but, which oh. is kind of nice, though. Nice. Because uh, I, I keep thinking of what, yeah, your family was telling you when you were younger of like, when is the right time for e- where you feel ready to like, okay, I'm ready for this. Bring yeah. it all in. Here we go. <laughs> Man. Oh. Um, I have a, a question more related to your family, like embracing spirituality and folklore, mm-hmm. but were they, were there superstitions in your family growing up? Like don't do this or you need to do this or avoid that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, let me see. Let me think of one. I mean, it, my mom would say things to me like, <laughs> I just remember one that's so stupid. Um, I would like, I don't know, me and my sister were just kind of crawling around on our knees. And my mom was like, use your legs or God will take them away. <laughs> Which isn't really like, I guess it's not a superstition. That's more of what would you call that? A threat? Uh, yeah. 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 Our parents like fear mongering us. That's tough love parenting. I think. Yeah. God. That was the 80s. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. What a wild time. Um, um, well, Sapphire, we, we definitely have so many more questions to ask you about the occult, communing with the spirit world, Filipino folklore. And we want to ask you about paranormal investigating. But first, we're just going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll be right back with Sapphire. Love is anything. Would you say the same? At least I love you. I love you too. <laughs> oh, good. That's nice. Yeah. We have a friendship love. We do have a friendship love. Maybe even perhaps a sister love. I would say so. I'd say so. Some people are in situationships though. <laughs> that's, that's a term I've learned recently. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I learned it from this ad read. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whether you're married, single, or just like Jessica and I, friends who are in love and will probably die in each other's arms, everyone <laughs> deserves to celebrate love. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, while me undies can't get that F boy to commit. Send him to the <laughs> island. Send him to that island. You know it. They can offer you insanely comfy yet sexy undies and loungewear to buy or gifts. We're talking awesome Valentine's Day prints. All of their products just make you want to curl up into a ball with pure joy. Oh, yeah. And plus you can match the uh, different undies with your boo if you wanted to, you know, for an extra special holiday treat, if you get what I mean. I, what I would do is I would buy James and myself matching underwear, but I wouldn't tell him that I had a matching pair. Yes. And surprise them. And then I would reveal it. <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's really great. For me... I love that. I would probably get a pair print that like I really, really like that maybe Devin would probably feel, I don't know, like maybe like, a little blushy. Like you would get in. like Baby Yoda. Yeah. Like yes. Grogu there you all go. Over. There yeah. you go. I'd be like, you're going to wear these with me. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Show me how you love me by wearing these. <laughs> yeah. And if, if unlike Jess, that's not really your style, they've got style for everyone. Okay. All black classics, expressive prints. There's a look for everyone. Oh, yeah. Those are my everyday underwear, you know, mm -hmm. and then they have versatile underwear because it's like not just about the underwear. You can explore the lounge collection. Again, joggers, hoodies, onesies and much more. Their signature fabric is so soft and it's sustainably sourced, which is great. It's the best. And also, if you're not happy with your first pair of the undies, it's on me undies. So this Valentine's Day, give the gift that'll always have them thinking of you and get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash 30MM. That's MeUndies.com slash 30MM for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jessica, my friendship with you is one of the proudest relationships in my life. That's really sweet. I mean it. And can I tell you why? Yes. I think we are both people pleasers. Yep. And we both don't want to hurt each other's feelings and it can be hard for us to be direct. Yep. But therapy is something that is helping us both become those better people and better for each other. Absolutely. Therapy actually taught me to like have direct conversations, which is one I've had with you before where I told you because we are people pleasers and terrified of upsetting the other mm -hmm. one. I'm like, are you mad at me? You yeah. know, that type of feeling where I've like told you and you've told me before. It's like, hey, here's some direct communication. If I am ever upset with you or you've hurt my feelings, I will communicate that to you. So you don't ever have to second guess if I'm mad at you or no, whatever it, it is. If you want to tell me how great I look today, you do not have to hold back. Yes. <laughs> you can go for it, Jess. It's great. Compliment me as much as you want. Yes. So that is something that has been great. And, and therapy taught me those things, taught me a bunch of tools. 
and mm-hmm. I use them in my daily relationships. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. Yes, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com 30mm today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 30MM. And we're back still talking to Sapphire with so many questions. <laughs> I am so concerned because I feel like we could be here for two hours. I know. I knew <laughs> that we could because, okay, yeah, we have so many questions. Um, well, first. I'm okay. Okay. That. Okay. Well, um. I, I, so in regards to your podcast and it, p- feel free to like everything we, we just talked about. I know we like dive deep into your family. If you have like anything else you want to say oh, or yes. add to any of that, please let us know. Um, oh yeah, sure. So, but with your podcast stories with Sapphire, you like, how do you find all of your submissions? And even when you do find them, like for someone who's not listening, you curate stories from people who have encountered paranormal entities or had like spooky experiences. Mm-hmm. First off, yeah, how do you find your submissions? And like, do you take everybody's word at face value? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, do you do you have that sixth sense where you're like, I feel like somebody's maybe putting me on here or <laughs> they just want to get on the podcast, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate enough to mm-hmm. be at a point where people uh, come to me now, like with the story. So I don't have to like reach out to people as much as I did before. But um, so this isn't the first paranormal podcast that I ever did. Um, I used to work for a channel called Snarled and I had a I, I did um scary storytelling there. And in the beginning, like if all first 10 episodes of that show were stories of my family and friends. So they were all just like people that I knew personally um, those are the stories that I used at first. And then what happened, which was really cool, is that people started to send in their own stories. Like that was never the intention, but people started sending in emails being like, this happened to me, this happened to me. And so it kind of organically grew into this community of people who love ghost stories and love learning about spirituality. Um, I've since left that show. And so Stories of Sapphire have tried to also I want to deal with more of like the the spiritual side of the paranormal too. Like obviously I love the scary shit, but like I I also want to talk about like um these stories from like a spiritual standpoint, like hopefully teach people a little bit more about yeah, about like how this world works cuz I'm still learning. Like the the podcast is basically just me documenting everything that I'm learning and sharing it with the world. Um, and then what was the other question? If you take everybody's word at face value, like, can you tell if somebody is like exaggerating or maybe lying and, you know, just in case, cause I'm sure you might get some crazy submissions too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it's, it, it, it is impossible to know mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone's completely lying, but like, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of the the way that people write their emails, the way they like preface it, like I can, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but it's just like I can kind of tell yeah. if it's somebody who just like really wants their story to be told so that people can learn from it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, it's, I, I, hmm. I also try to approach these stories from a point of like, even if whatever they're saying wasn't paranormal because I wasn't there. I I don't know what Mm they experienced. But even if, you know, they think it was paranormal and it wasn't, what can we still learn from this story? Uh, I love that. Yep. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause then, cause we can't really prove any of it. So it's like, well, Mm -hmm. what else can we do here? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that direction. Yeah. Do you feel like you have any innate connection to the spirit world in a way where say somebody comes to you and they're like, Sapphire, I mean, I, I know this is essentially the plot of ghost town terror and what you were dealing (laughs) with there, but on a more individual level, someone comes to you and they're, they're like, Sapphire, I've been having these dreams about this family member who's passed and they're, you know, they're more negative and I'm not really sure what to do. And I, I, is there, would you ever consider like helping them with some kind of mediation or counseling them spiritually in that way? Or is that, is, do you not really feel like that's not your thing? Oh, that has become my thing now. I think because I get emails like that all the time. Um, sometimes I can tell if someone's just like, like, I don't know, saying that they have something in their house and I'm like, no, you don't actually want help. I think you're just trying to like (laughs) get attention. (laughs) But there are people who have, um, genuine spiritual concerns. And fortunately I've been doing this long enough where I have met people all over the world who I can now refer people to. So I'm not necessarily the person who's going to help you out, but I can connect you with the people who can. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like a really cool feeling. Um, I just like being able to like help people in a way that I can. You're like a fixer, but for people who, you know, have possessions or spirits, (laughs) it's cool. (laughs) I mean, I even even watching your show, Ghost Town Terror, like you approach everything you were like Tim Tim Wood was was great too. Um but you I don't know, you just added this like very calm level of peace with everything even when you went into that law cabin and it was not to like spoil anything, but when <laughs> they thought you guys were like oh it might not like women particularly and mm-hmm. and the way you got emotional and I got emotional in that moment as well. Um mm-hmm. but I don't know, you were like comforting for me throughout the entire show. You Aww. just have a very yeah. like <laughs> empathetic very easygoing just like I feel safe uh energy oh my gosh yeah (laughs) I'm glad yeah Yeah, that's what I aim for and for make people feel safe well you're doing it haven't seen uh if you haven't seen ghost town terror sapphire you team up with investigator tim wood and then you Mm -hmm. head to montana to help this family who they bought this ghost ranch and it's being terrorized by ghosts right Mm -hmm. oh my god that yeah that was that was great good good stuff there which Yay, like, thank you so much. How do you react when you get that email of, hey, do you want to come out to this distinctly haunted <laughs> sprawling ranch and try to help us battle these spectral entities? Like, oh God, how do you react beast, to that? Too. That was a yeah. beast of an entity situation. Yeah. Um, I it was it was the first time I ever did anything on that scale. So like, yeah, it's scary, but I was really excited for the challenge too because I was like this I I learned so much like being on that show and also just like with that investigation just because there were so many different things that we did so many entities that we tried to like explain away um I I feel like being there also just leveled me up spiritually in a way that oh I wouldn't have anywhere else like there was things that happened where I was like oh okay yeah this is Oh, yeah. This is real. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to talk about it without not giving anything away. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you there. Were there any times where you 
I mean, whether it be just in your career in general, on the show, wherever, where you were like, this was such an intense situation where you maybe second guessed all of this or like, I don't can't do this anymore. That's insane. I'm terrified for my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. For sure. Like season two was like really, really challenging because everything was like amped up and there was also just like friction behind the scenes too which was like adding but it's like in my opinion I was like that is also just like the energies here like messing with us I was gonna ask about that (laughs) yeah because yeah like you're trying to make a show but then there's of if the people living there are being affected by this negative energy what's to say that it's not going to bleed over into the production yeah Yeah, it was. um, And it's really weird because not everybody in production, you know, is a believer. And then me and, you know, I'm trying to like explain to people like, hey, I know that like you may not believe this shit, but like you could possibly be affected. So like, you know, just trying to like tell them how to protect themselves, whether or not they believe it, because it's I don't know, it's it's a weird it's a weird position to be in because it's one thing for us to just go if it wasn't a show and we just went to go help them, then it's like, okay, that's it. But then making a show on top of it sort of just adds this uh, this other layer of like uh, complication. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I feel like you understand that, Jess. Yeah. Th- I've only worked on one, um, on the production side of things, one ghost hunting show. And I am also personally a believer in um, the paranormal as well. So like, you know, some weird stuff we did, we as production did not like, mess with anything we didn't plan things um it whatever happened happened and if we got something great and if we didn't then okay um but there was two times that something did happen and um I wasn't again I was one of the producers on it so like I wasn't part of the people going out and and uh approaching these uh ghosts and entities but something happened and it was more of like a negative thing that happened and so Mm. I went out there on my own by myself, like when everybody was at lunch and I apologized to the ghost because I was like, I'm sorry, these assholes are enticing you and they're trying to get you to um, like, they were not doing it in a respectful manner. They Mm -hmm. were like, they knew the, the, um, what's it called? They knew the like historical information of the place and everything that happened to these people. And they were using that information like against them saying like, oh, I heard that you worked on this sawmill and you, um... And, and you only made this much money an hour. Well, I do this for a living now and make this much. Like, just like uh. kind of like disrespectful stuff. Um, yeah. So I think it like angered the ghosts. And that's why I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, you know, they're not approaching this in the way that I would. Um, because mm-hmm. I think that all of this deserves respect. And um, so I don't know. It was just, it was really strange. And it was a very weird situation because there were, yet, like you said, some people that believed and some people that didn't. So when the weird stuff did happen, it created, there was, we had to stop production at one point for like a good hour for everybody to like get their shit together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like, everybody was like, not fighting, but like the people that didn't believe when they encountered something weird, they were like, Hey, I need a minute because I'm like, this is weird. You know, wow. versus other people like, come on, we're just trying to make a show. I really want Jess <sighs> to have a career now where she goes to different, you know, paranormal investigation show sets. And she's just kind of like the whisper. She's like, look, we just need this production to happen. Can you give me 12 hours? 
please, please. And like, no, the production doesn't even need insurance anymore. Oh my God. (laughs) I got Jessica Basami. I'm just here whispering. But like with you, Sapphire, because you, you know, like when you say that you want to lean nowadays, especially more into like the spiritual, uh, spiritual side of everything and what you can learn from that, what are the, what are some of the things that you want people to take away from stories with Sapphire and then uh, you teaching them more about the spiritual world and all of that instead of just like the, oh, these crazy, crazy, scary stories. Yes. Um, so number one thing is that paranormal experiences, spiritual experiences, they are not going to be so like in your face and fantastical and obvious as they are on TV. Sometimes they'll be really subtle. Sometimes it's can happen like in your dreams. Um, there's it happens in ways that aren't always like a horror movie. Um, so it's like one thing that I, I want people to understand. Because when people, like for the longest time, I was like, I've never had anything paranormal happen. And then I remembered, oh, I actually had this really like crazy psychic experience when I met my husband for the first time. Um, where, oh my gosh, this is a really cool story. Can I yes, share Yes, uh, please. <laughs> um, so I'll, tr- I'll try to keep it short. But like basically I, I was hired at this place and my friend was showing me around. And then we stop at this desk and he... He gestures to the guy sitting there and goes, oh, this is Elliot. This is who you're going to work with. And the second that he turned around and I saw his face, clear as fucking day, I hear a voice in my head go, this man's going to be really important in your life. What and I was like, the oh, fuck wow. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was weird. And it was so loud and clear that, like, I thought someone was talking to me. So I turned my head and I was just like, what the fuck? And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that was like my ancestors. I was about to say the same thing. I was like, is that that's your family (laughs) looking out for you and just kind of helping guide you? I love it. But does Elliot like lord that over you? Like, well, (laughs) the ancestors said, so I guess you got to stay with me. (laughs) (laughs) I did mention it in my wedding vows. I was like, you know, that I was like, that would always just come up, you know, throughout a relationship and the ups and downs. I would always come back to that. Like this man is going to be a real important in my life. And obviously he is. Um, But it's that's not like a scary ghost thing, you know, like that's That's but that was still paranormal and spiritual. And like there's so many different types of ways that you can interact with the spirit world. Um, so that's like the number one thing I want people to know. Okay. And then the other thing is that, okay, wait, how do I, let me think about how I want to explain this. So when people ask, do you believe in ghosts? I feel like ghost is such a loaded word now because it means something very different to different mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And people think that if you go to a haunted house, supposedly haunted house, and nothing happens to you, then, oh, it's not haunted. But just like with people, not all spirits are going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You're not also you're also not going to like understand a spirit if they're like communicating in a way that you don't know, like whether it's like a different language or like they're doing I don't know, they're doing something that like doesn't mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like you have to be you, okay. Hmm, okay. <laughs> so let's so I'm trying to think how do I say this without like being weird. Um so your body on a parent, okay. If you go on a paranormal investigation or ghost hunting, whatever, your body is the number one tool. Everything else is sort of just like extra bonus, but your body is a number one tool. You can use all of your different senses to feel a presence, and it's not always going to be with your physical senses either. Like that's the other thing. People think that you see ghosts with your physical eyes, but you can see them in your mind's eye. Like you could be standing somewhere, and all of a sudden, like an image pops in your head. That is seeing a spirit. So it's like everyone, 
they, because they don't operate in the same realm as like the physical. So you're not going to see it with your physical senses. And so that's like the number one thing is like you basically, if you want to have like a real spiritual paranormal experience, it's like your body and your mindset have to be in the right place for that to happen. Otherwise, it won't. That makes sense. And so, right? Yeah. 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 So um, that's the other thing. So it's like I think people, you know, they're like, oh, I've been go- like going to haunted places my whole life and nothing's ever happened. And it's like, well, yeah, because when you go in there, you have a very, very clear expectation of what you want. And if that doesn't happen, then you're determined to believe it doesn't exist. Mm. But there could be things happening around you that you're not even you're not even aware of because you're not paying attention. You know, like you could feel like a cold breeze on you. But if you're not looking for a cold breeze, you're going to be like, oh, yes, nothing happened. You know, no, that's, yeah. that is true. I used to play with the Ouija board, too, when I was younger and had some like really weird, not awesome experiences. And so I like. Mm. Uh, I cut it out. And then I also cut out um, like demonic movies too, paranormal activity. I've mm. never seen hereditary and all that because I purposely wanted to close myself off of any of that stuff because I did not want to look for it. So if someone's over here saying like, oh, I saw a demon in the corner. I'm like, I didn't see it because mm. I closed myself <laughs> off to it. And that's it's not yeah. going to sneak in. You know, I would say yeah. I am admittedly somebody who looks for empirical evidence, secondary evidence. Because I do know that if you're in a stressful, like you're in a stressful situation, your brain can manipulate things to make you perceive something a certain way. Like our bodies and our brains are so susceptible to, you know, being uh, like producing something that maybe isn't there necessarily, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. why, like for me, watching you do the investigations and you've got the EVP recorder and there's distinct playback where you can mm-hmm. hear something like that hits for me. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Because for my simple black and white brain, that's like, I need to see the evidence, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Karen to a manager. Like, please <laughs> show me the receipt here. <laughs> and so when I when on the show, when you're playing back those recordings, it's haunting. It is. And mm-hmm. it's chilling. Like d- for you, I don't know how you would be in the room where you would take those recordings and then you're playing them back there and you're not running for the door. <laughs> like I, There would be an least shaped hole in the wall of this ranch. <laughs> well, that's, I was wondering, like, and especially again with the show Ghost Town Terror, and, you know, you mentioned uh, here a few times about your family and your ancestors. Do you feel going into these maybe not like kind of dangerous situations, negative uh, situations when it comes to the spirits and everything that your family's got your back in this in like the spirits have your back of ancestors, your ancestors. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything protecting you. Yes. And I have a really cool story. About Please. That. Um, so this was during uh, the filming of season two. Um, so like I briefly mentioned before, that season was really stressful to film and like halfway through um, so we were there for like a month. So like a couple of weeks in, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just losing my mind for various reasons. And I'm doing my daily walk in the morning around the neighborhood of where we were staying. And I, I remembered that it was my Lola B.I.'s death anniversary, September 20th. And, um, so my Lola B.I., she's my great grandma mm-hmm. of my, so my mom, yeah, my mom's grandma. Okay. And, I was just like talking to her. I was like, Lola, I'm having a really hard time. Um, if you could just send me some kind of sign that like, you know, I, 
everything's going to be fucking fine. Like, you know, just, you know, to calm me down, like that would be really appreciated. And I immediately saw this image of a red rose in my head. So I was like, okay, that will be the symbol I look for. And then I completely forgot about it. I just went about my day. And then later that night, we went to go film at the old, old Montana State Prison. And we went to investigate the cell of this guy named Stanley something. Mm -hmm. And he was like known as the cannibal Satan hippie, something like that. I know I'm getting that wrong, but bad guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. He ate people, but he also was rumored to practice a lot of dark magic Mm -hmm. um, with bones and things like that. And so we were going to investigate his cell. And so the team were walking through this prison. And this is this part's all in the show where we're walking through. We're looking through each cell trying to find his And I'm looking in all of them. There's like graffiti everywhere. And it's just like really gross and like run down. And then at the end of the hall, we get into a cell and Sarah, our psychic medium, she starts gagging and she runs out. She's like, ew, it is disgusting in there. She's like, I can't be in there. And so Tim and Scott, they go in and then they start getting really dizzy. And they're like, oh, God, it's like terrible in here. And I go in. I feel fucking fine. And I'm like, I'm I'm not I don't feel anything, guys. And they're just like, really? And then I'm looking around the cell and then on the fucking wall is like a drawing of a red rose. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is and I nuts. Was like, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And I start freaking out because I was like, oh, my God, it's the red rose from like my Lola. And I was like, I think because that that cell we were in was the guys. Oh, yeah. That was the cell. And I was the only one in there who wasn't feeling anything. And when I saw that rose, immediately I was like, "Oh, it's because Lola's here." And I, was like, and I was like, "Thank you, Lola." Wow. But they cut that part out. Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel like man. that would have been so such a payoff for viewers <laughs> to see. And um. that's and that's part of the what you are again. I know trying to do with your podcast. It's like that's the section that like is for you. That like yes, the, the show section. is the spiritual section. Section, yeah, because I know the show is. definitely wants to play into like the scariness factor and totally get it. Right. I was on a haunted prison tour once where there was, there was a cell where someone had been burned alive in and someone, another person on the tour went to that cell and they started feeling very hot before (gasps) the guide even told us it was a wild tour because (laughs) there was also this older man there, maybe in his seventies. This was a decommissioned prison in Australia. And I'm on this tour and there's this man in his maybe late 70s. He's with his wife. And we learned that he was a former prison guard there when it was functional. And this man, he looks like he just lost his best friend. Like he looks like if if they're, like he just saw a ghost in like a Scooby-Doo way. Mm. And he's like, there was one cell where someone's like, I feel like an energy in this cell. Is something happen in here? And then the tour guide's like, no, there's nothing specific about that one. And then uh, this guy, his name was Peter. I remember his name. Mm-hmm. But he just, like, cold as ice is like, somebody died in there. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, he just busts out this gruesome, you know, response. And my husband, James, like, we're there and we just look at each other like, what the... You know, and so then we st- we stayed close to Peter for the rest of that tour because we <laughs> wanted to pick up anything Peter was putting down. But <laughs> yeah, prisons are such a right place for like just, you know, there's there's a lack of humanity in some ways, especially older mm-hmm. ones. And mm-hmm. there's can be that kind of darker energy. You don't know what's happened there, like a sordid history. A lot of people with, you know, malicious intent coming into there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
I love that you're like, Peter, we're going to be, Peter, we're going to be next to you the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was glued to Peter. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. And then his wife said that wow. was the first time he had been back there in like 50 years or something. Wow. I have another personal question. Uh, again, feel free to pass. Because you are so in tune with the paranormal and spirituality and all of that, um, what are your personal thoughts on an afterlife and just mm-hmm. overall God and the umbrella term of God? Hmm, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. How do I want to say this? So um, I have a very hmm. Okay. Mm, okay. I'll start by explaining how I view a deity because I, I work with different deities and the way that I think people who look at uh, polytheistic religions and don't participate in them, it, I think it's easy to just kind of be like, oh, wait, you think like these things are like real beings? But like it's these are they're just personifications of aspects of of the human experience. So for example, like if you just replace the word deity with a state of mind, so like a a deity of a love is just being in the state of mind of or being in a state of love. So if you're trying to bring more love and compassion into your life, then you would work with a deity who embodies that. Okay. If you're trying to like feel more confident, powerful, then you would uh and be, you know, in work with a deity who embodies that they exist because it exists as a real aspect of the human experience like you wouldn't say that love doesn't Uh exist or feeling powerful doesn't exist but whether or not we are experiencing it at the moment um that's that that, that's when it becomes real is when we're experiencing it yep so that's sort of how i feel about i guess what God, like a Christian God was supposed to be like God. When they say God is love, it means where there is the feeling of love that is God. So so when like, you know, I don't know, fundamentalist evangelical Christians are like using it for hate, it's like that isn't actually God. But even though they say that, Uh it is, you know, then it's just Um, weaponized. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So um, I also what was the other part is the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. okay. So I, I subscribe to the the idea of the cloud consciousness. I believe this is a Jungian theory. Are you familiar with no. this? Okay, so this is how it was explained to me. So imagine that all of human consciousness exists in a cloud in the sky, like an eye, like a digital cloud. Whoa. And all of us humans, we our consciousness does not exist within our body. It exists in this cloud. And we're just constantly downloading information from this cloud. It does not... It's not like uh, saved on our own internal drives. It's we're all constantly downloading information. Mm-hmm. And then because we're all sharing from this consciousness, that's how we get our instinct from. That's like how we're able to get information where, you know, it doesn't really make sense why why we like know these things. Um, and I kind of feel like when our physical body disappears, then all of you know, that the consciousness is just returned to the cloud and then some other physical form like takes pieces from the cloud. So it's like we're all sort of just like recycled bits. Mm-hmm. Like a spiritual <laughs> hive mind in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I and there I mean, there is also scientific studies that show just like how connected everyone is on a non-physical level. I wonder I wonder if this is why the Mandela effect is as it is it's because 
where everybody thinks we've seen Shazam, but we haven't. But collectively, a large <laughs> we all thought about it in the cloud. You know what I mean? But maybe we did. I'm not like for real, though. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm, is this mm-hmm. a weird glitch? I don't know. Well, I personally feel that matter cannot be created nor destroyed. So it all has to mm-hmm. go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So everyone's thoughts and experiences like that gets recycled mm-hmm. through our world and our, you know, molecules and experience. Um which I think is like a very beautiful way to think about how we're connected. And it sounds like this cloud is kind of along those lines too. Would this cloud Mm -hmm. also contribute to past lives as well? Yeah, exactly. Because we're, we're just downloading from the same place. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that all makes sense in my brain. (laughs) No, it does. Because I, I don't know what I currently believe in. And so I'm Mm -hmm. searching. So, you know, but yeah. I like that. And I've never heard of that before. And now I'm immediately going to, after we get done with this, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole with that. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. There's Mm -hmm. one final thing that we have to ask you about, Sapphire. Yes. That uh, Kelly, our editor, brought to our attention, which is a Filipino cryptid called the, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologize, but the- Is it the Mananangal? Yes. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. what the fuck is that <laughs> well that's like my so my favorite creature because that's the the very first one my grandpa told me about but his region called it a tikwi so that's what i i knew it as so it's basically a one so it's a woman who looks like a normal woman during the day and then at night she has the ability to separate her upper body from her legs she sure just leaves her legs on the ground <laughs> and, and then she grows these giant bat-like wings and then she flies around and her intestines are just dangling yeah from her in from her <laughs> body and she's just floating around and she's hunting for uh pregnant women and newborn babies because that's what she likes to munch on um and so she can smell out pregnant women and so she goes to their houses and then she lands on their shack and then she has this long skinny tongue and so she shoots the tongue through the roof and then like into the belly button of a pregnant woman and then scoops out the fetus and then eats it this is what the the imagery in my head right now it's like a weird tongue-based vampire (laughs) (laughs) yeah things like like bigfoot doesn't scare me you know western (laughs) this is terrifying yeah (laughs) it's horrifying yes it's fantastic i'm so happy that i that kelly mentioned this because it's the best it is and we also googled images oh yes and like there's a shocking amount of just like really cute and chibi like art of this thing (laughs) yeah like it's not a cute concept it's not there's so many people who are who are cutifying it yeah it's wild Yeah. So, Sapphire, bef- like before you go, is there anything else that you want to kind of tell us a story or some info that you would love our listeners who are definitely if they haven't already listened to you or know of you, they will absolutely go follow you. But is there anything that you kind of like want everybody to know or anything else you want to say? Yeah, nothing. Nothing's coming up. Yeah, you guys did a great job. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking with us, Sapphire. And oh my gosh, we'd thanks for having me. Love to have you back sometime. Um, oh yeah. If you're if you're interested. And yeah, I feel totally. like you probably have a lot of story. Like I listened to your Ouija board episode, which is just a great or spirit <laughs> oh, boards geez. at large. And like the story you tell about you know, you ask a question in the chat. Like I would love you to come back and just tell us some <laughs> more specific stories. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, so you've done so many projects, but 
are there any that you specifically right now want people to follow or check out? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I have a YouTube channel. It's just my name slash Sapphire Sandalo. Um, and I have, I'm bringing them back soon. I don't know when this will air, but I do fictional horror stories and add some animation to them. Um, and Which then, we didn't even talk about how you are like a seasoned career animator too. I know, I know. <laughs> God, you're just full of like yes. incredibleness. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I have those. And then I also have my podcast, Stories with Sapphire. It's every, or regular episodes are every other week. And then sometimes I'll have bonus episodes in between that can range from like interviews with interesting people or fictional stories. Um, what else am I doing? Uh, I'm all, you can find me on uh, streaming on Discovery Plus and Max for Ghost Town Terror and Paranormal Con and Camera. And I think Paranormal Night Shift is also on there. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, and I would also like to plug uh, my friend Rani, Rani Agogo. Her website is Magic Agogo, and that's like magic with a K. Um, she offers spiritual healings, but she also has an online course in magic if you're interested in it. I, I took it last year. It's like six months long. Changed my fucking life. Um, so if you're, it's something you're really like interested in, I highly recommend checking that's that cool. out. Um, Wait, can you re repeat else? the, is it Rani Agogo you said? Yes. Um, so the website is M-A-G-I-C-K-A-U-G-O-G-O dot com. Got it. And this is the same Rani that saw your grandpa. <gasps> yes. Same Rani. <laughs> She's amazing. Awesome. Um, that is awesome. Like even even just the fact that, that those six months with her, you're saying changed your life. I'm like, might need to bring you on again just in general, just to like talk, get in a little deeper with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is so fun. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks, Sapphire. Yeah. Um, Jess and I need more scary stuff to happen to us directly. <laughs> so no, no, no tell you just about it. you. Just you. <laughs> no, no, no. Both of us. No, okay. I'd be down if it was what Sapphire's preaching, and that is, you know, spirituality on a, on a positive note, and just it doesn't have to be all scary. It's just, it also just I want is my what shit it is. Fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh lord um, we should just go ghost hunting together oh yes yeah okay i would do it i totally would i really i would do it when let's Jess go comes out to la let's do it i would love to hell yeah yeah just let me know oh, okay nice. i mean okay She's i'm gonna really take now. you up on that yes I <laughs> <laughs> no i will <laughs> no for real i will Okay, yeah. Well, uh, also, everybody that's listening, you know where to catch us. Uh, 30 more minutes on TikTok, uh, Instagram. We have cute merch in the store at the Rooster Teeth store. We thank you for supporting us directly at 30mm.show slash first. It really helps us make this show. So we appreciate you. And Sapphire, something we do at the end of every episode is we it's the antithesis to what you're talking about, positive spirituality. But we wish each other a bad bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Instead of a goodbye. Um, okay. So if if you're interested or if maybe is there like any kind of specific like magic based, you know, greeting or something that you would say? Or goodbye. Or yeah. goodbye or. Or goodbye. Um, nothing's coming to mind. Okay. <laughs> Gotta be bad bye then. All right. <laughs> bye, -bye. <laughs> bye bye Sapphire. Bad bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.